Welcome to episode 52 of Hobnails, Hoops, and High Cheddar, a podcast by everyday fans for everyday fans. Emory Kane, Christian Britt, and Danny Rucker are back with you. Uh, after a week off, meant to do it last night. And I, guys, I completely forgot about doing the podcast last night, made plans to go eat, and completely forgot. So we push it to today. To, so you were trying to stretch it out for another couple completely, months. Completely, completely forgot. Um, completely forgot. Uh, first thing we want to get into is our bracket challenge winners. Of course, we uh, are awarding first, second, and third place uh, to uh, the the top three bracket challenge winners. They are Taylor Britt, first place. Ooh. And then uh, we had a tie for second place, actually. Uh, and before I get into how I broke that tie... Um, holler net. Yep, that's the holler net. Bottle of tenure and a double barrel and a t-shirt. Yeah, you got to start over. You got to start over on those prizes. We lost you for a second there, Hornet. Oh, no. Can you hear me now? Yeah. We can hear you now. So, first place, bottle of tenure, bottle of double barrel, t-shirt, and a fancy cigar cutter. Oh, nice. Fancy one. Second place, a bottle of Tennessee bourbon, double Mm -hmm. barrel. Is it double barrel t-shirt? I don't know. He kind of combined it all, all together. Fancy cigar cutter, and then a bottle of Tennessee bourbon, t-shirt, and a fancy cigar cutter. So pr- some pretty good prizes there from Heaven's Door Whiskey, courtesy of JT Carco. So Drink Taylor's going to get the first place. Uh, second place, uh, I did this uh, tiebreaker for Charlie Dykus and Aaron Gwynn. They had the same amount of points. So uh, what I did was I picked something that I didn't think they would know, but they would have to try to get closest. So I told them to tell me what my batting average was my senior year of high school. Um, and whoever got closest. Can we guess? Second. Can we and Christian guess? Yeah, I, saw, I didn't tell you. Uh, yeah. So I gave them the ch- the choice to tell me individually what they thought. So here's what I told Aaron. I actually didn't tell Charlie anything. Of course, I went to high school with Charlie. Um, and so he – I don't think he ever saw me play. He didn't play. But um, I told Aaron I, I had like 70 to 75 plate appearances, struck out three times my senior year. That was it. So what do you think my batting average was my senior year? I'm going to go – I'll go first. I'm going to go 287. 287, okay. So you only struck out three times and three times. bats. Oh, man, I, I was going to lowball for the joke and also for accuracy, but – now I'm thinking it's got to be a little higher. I'll go. Uh, also hit in the eight hole. Oh, that doesn't help. Okay. <laughs> what in the nine Two, hole? 232. And he's frozen because I hit it right on the dot and I was I right. I, what was well, it? I can hear you. What did I, I said 232. Yeah. Emory, what did you say? 287. 287. Um, mm-hmm. So, out of the two of you, Christian would have been closest. Charlie oh. said 286. Mm-hmm. And wow. Aaron said 311. So, mm-hmm. I actually batted 250 my senior year. Oh. 250. I didn't strike out I think a lot. Told I didn't, that get, didn't get a lot of hits. And how yeah. Aaron came up with this was he asked the Pigeon Forge baseball players. And uh, he said, Dylan Lloyd said 240. Connor Catlett said 240. 30, I think. Coach Mike Gwynn said 224, I think. <laughs> and uh, Man, they, they said So Aaron told me that his uh, – they don't have any faith in me. Aaron told me that his thinking was that I was trying to – because I only struck out three times. 
man, this this connection's bad tonight. Yeah. You guys were all around it. Um, can y'all hear still? Yeah, we can now. Yeah, you just cut out a little bit. Hollard, 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 Coach Riggs was all around it. He said 275. Um, but Aaron said that he said 311. He said the guys were saying, you know, because Aaron works at my school. He said, now you don't want to lowball him now. You don't you don't want to do that because you're he's your boss. You don't want to say like 220 and hurt his feelings. So he had to go 311. So he actually lost. So Charlie gets the second place and Aaron gets the third place uh, prize. Courtesy of Heaven's Door Whiskey. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. He literally froze on the point on the point too, which is even funnier that it that it happened. He's still frozen. Still, still, point, really, point I'm really getting tired of this connection. I'm gonna have to go to somewhere else to to have a connection. How many times have yeah. I cut out already in the five minutes? Probably five Sorry. times already. Yeah. Four or five That's times, getting yeah. ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. I have good internet. I don't know what the deal is. Why don't you use your phone, your personal hotspot on your phone? Yeah, that's a good idea. But that's connected to the internet also. Yeah, but you can is you don't have service up there? Yeah, I have no, I, I don't try. That's how I do the uh I, I use pretty much no. my Wi Fi on my phone. Oh, okay. Never mind then, that's not gonna work. All right, let's keep going. Keep moving well, forward. We're just gonna continue on here. And if it cuts out, it cuts out, y'all just fill in. Um, so uh, bracket winners, of course, it's like we said, Taylor, Charlie, and Aaron, congratulations to them. And Masters started today. Absolutely. Um, Masters, but huge golf tournament. No, no mm-hmm. secret. A um, couple things about the Masters. A <laughs> couple things. A couple things and nothing. I'll just, I'll just tell you my thoughts on the Masters. So Yeah, let's hear your thoughts. The director is frozen here. So I think it's always it's in, interesting with the whole live thing, you know, uh, yeah. the live guys, some of the live guys coming back. So uh, I'm a big Kepka guy. Which uh, yeah. it's nice to see him. Have you seen, uh, speaking of that, have you seen Full Swing on Netflix? I have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You still, like you still like Capca? You still like Capca after watching? Yeah. I mean, I think everyone was a little. Uh, I think everybody put on a little bit of a show. Like I even I think, think some some of the PGA guys, you know, like especially Rory, like really, really pushing the. I don't know. I think everyone put on a little bit of a show of it on it. Probably. Uh, but, but I still like I like Capca. I think. I like I like him from where some years ago I thought it was interesting that he was so passionate about it in the full swing. But yeah. like a couple of years ago, he had said something like how uh, you know he he likes golf, but you know he he does it to make money, and you know he you know, he's not like one of those guys that like like uh, like the young kid. What's his name? The the kid that writes down every one of his shots. The no oh, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he's no. so he doesn't take it like that serious. Of course, full swing was a little bit of a different story, but. Either way, I, I'm a big Kepka guy. And, I think it's cool that they're competing. That he's competing, yeah. you know, even with the in the full major. swing. He acted like it bothered him that he hadn't won, and you know, I mean, like yeah. when he was winning a lot of tournaments, he was like, "Oh, I'm just I don't ever practice. Like, just yeah. basically, I'm natural at this." Yep. And then he hasn't won in three or four years. Like now, he's like, he's it's worried him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now he's and he and he's he's coming off a win, and he's yeah. top of the leaderboard after one day. I mean, I like him yeah, early also early because, on. Uh, Speaking of that live early on, like Kevin Na was like the first live guy out, I guess, yep. and he withdrew because of injury. And people were like, yep. "Oh, live is yep. all these live guys aren't going to live up to the pun intended. Yeah. Aren't going to live <laughs> up to the you know live up to the PGA guys." And then Brooks obviously came out and had a phenomenal day, like two two shots off the uh, course record, along with like Victor Hovland and somebody else is up there, Cameron Young maybe. Yep. <clears throat> 
But yeah, I like, I like him too, just for when you know the, the whole Deshambo and and Kepka thing was like that little you know that little rivalry was a yeah, thing. I did it like that. Like, yeah. It felt like Kepka was kind of like the uh, the people's champion, and yeah. Deshambo was like this like you know made in a lab, you know, yeah. just absolutely gifted golfer. So that was another reason I ended up liking him a little bit more. So I like I like seeing him at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool to see. I'm a big speed guy as well. That's my favorite golfer. Um, so I think he's two or three under so not too far behind um i think tiger ended up being even uh so but i don't know how much did you get to watch I, a lot I of it today? Watch, I didn't get to watch any of it today with you know being at school i probably could have pulled it up on a computer or something but i didn't watch any and then maddox had swim lessons so i didn't get to watch any today but um watching that full swing was pretty cool to see some of those golfers and kind of see the element they live in i didn't realize fitzpatrick was such as big a nerd as he is i know like, it's crazy it's a huge nerd. And then, like, some of those guys are just basically living off, t- like, Tony Finau, like, traveling with his family, basically just living off, like, just living off his talent. I mean, I know he practices and does all that, but he's not, like, it's, it's kind of cool to see, like, the spectrum of, like, you got Fitzpatrick, who basically, write, he not basically, he writes every single shot he's ever taken down. Every single and then you have guys like Bubba Watson and Tony Finau that are just naturally talented that yep. are just out there playing. Yeah, if you if, if you're list, if you're out there listening and you haven't seen what we're talking about, it's full swing. It's a ne- documentary on Netflix, like eight episodes or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you love golf, you should watch it. If you mm-hmm. like golf, okay, you should watch it. And yeah, if you hate good. golf, you should watch it because no matter what, it's extremely awesome and, and interesting. Yeah. I mean, they follow like Jordan. Like uh, probably my favorite episode. What was the uh, what was Jordan the guy Justin? That, uh, no, the the guy that like like every every golfer they're like hey do you have a chance to win this tournament and they're like absolutely and this guy's like no no chance got no shot winning yeah, this. So what was that guy's name? he's like the world was. number 30 and nobody knows who he is uh yeah i'm blanking on that who that was and he, ends up winning a, he ends up winning a tournament like while yeah or like ends up in the top five in the in one of the um majors but he's like, no, there's, I've got no, like he had to qualify for it and almost didn't yeah. he had to play two rounds in the same day and he almost didn't play the second round. And was that the, that's the, that's the real young guy that, that no, that. uh, no, this guy's like, he's like 35. He's okay. been on tour for a while, but he just, nobody, he's never really won anything, but he's, oh, I know he's like, yeah, he's, he's just outside. He's like 65th or 70th golfer. Like he think he's ranked 70th and they take like the, again, if you're not in the top 65, you have to qualify for like the U S open. So he's yeah. so he just qualified and then finished like fifth or third or something. Up. I know they've already confirmed a, a second season on that, so that's that's also cool to. Yeah, Danny, have you seen? Have you seen Full Swing on Netflix yet? I've only watched about half of the first episode. I haven't got to watch it. Yet. The Jordan and Justin one. Yeah, is that the Jordan and Justin one? I believe it is. Yep. Yeah. I haven't got to. Watch. I do want to finish it though because I'm I'm a huge golf fan. And before I got cut off, I was trying to. Of course, I had to. I'm on my phone now. By the way, I can't do this. Oh, computer. nice. Um, so. I wanted to ask you all this. I, I saw this on Golf Digest. What would you rather do? Would you rather play one round at Augusta or have Sunday tickets for life to the Masters? Which I, if I didn't get the Sunday tickets, I could still watch it, right? Still watch it? No, can't watch it. Can't watch it? Oh, man. Yes, I would say yes. But. Yes, I could watch it. I think I, I play one round. I think that's more... I mean, nobody. If unless you're a member or you play on the tour or in that tournament, you never get. To, you don't get to play it. Yeah, I'd absolutely I I'd go. Around. I'd absolutely go every every year. Take the tickets. 
you yeah, cover. Yeah, I'm. I'm also not a big. I'm not a big. I don't. I don't golf a lot anyway. I, I like to I like to watch it. I enjoy it every once in a while, but I'm not I'm so terrible, and it's, it's one of those things I, I feel like I can never improve on. So I don't golf a whole lot, but I, I love watching it. So I definitely take the the second option on that one. I would also take the second option, and because. After about the fourth or fifth hole, I would already be shooting like plus yep. fifteen, and I would be just picked off to the point where like I hate this course. You just, you just. I saw I saw another option. This will be more interesting for you guys. It's similar to that. It Joel, was Joel Damon is the guy's name. I just looked it up. Okay, Joel. yeah, yeah. the The other uh, scenario I heard was: Would you you get the opportunity to play like you play the Masters? You're a participant. Okay, you get the opportunity to actually compete. Four days, or you know, uh, we'll say in this scenario, you you make the cut no matter what, even if you don't technically make the cut, you know, by score. But you have the worst absolute outing of your entire golfing career on national television and in front of all those other golfers. Do you take it? Absolutely. <laughs> you still take it? <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be out there with my, you know, my hundred fifty dollar rocket blades and my <laughs> raggedy tailor made bag. <laughs> the question is, who would you get to caddy? Who would you? Get? I think I think I'd probably take Rucker. Rucker would be my caddy. <laughs> I could read the. Yeah, we would have a. <laughs> and absolutely, like I would absolutely probably have the worst round of my life because one, it's way tougher probably than any course I've ever played, and two, I've never played in front of anyone. Other anyone? Than, <laughs> yeah, other than people I'm playing with. More I than get ner- I get nervous when. You know, I, people are letting you play through, and you—they're standing there watching you take your tee shot. Like I get nervous about that, much less you know thousands of people watching me <laughs> tee off. And that that reminds me of a story, Mr. Jammer. You heard of me playing at Lambert Acres one time. Mm-hmm. I was playing by my I was playing by myself and um, just enjoying the day. And I was on like the seventeenth hole on one of the—I I don't remember—it's probably in the middle one. I was kind of tired, so I teed off, and I'm, I'll, they're pretty close at Lambert Acres. Those those holes are pretty close. Oh, yeah. So, like, teeing off next to, uh, like, another green or whatever, and I there's a group on the green that's kind of catty corner for me. Like, I, I would never hit this ball over there unless there's somebody over there. So, I hit my first tee shot. Boom, it, it goes, like, right through the middle of their group, <laughs> through the green. I was like – Oh my gosh, guys! I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Now they're like, "Hey, hey, no problem, no problem." So I put another ball down. I'm like, "All right, no way I can do that again." <laughs> Boom! Right, right over their heads again. I said, "Oh God, I don't know what I'm going on." I'm, t- I'm, I'm so sorry. They're like, "It's okay. I mean, it's all right." <laughs> I'm like, "All right." So the third one, I put it back down. Boom, right through him again. On <laughs> my club, got my car and left. I didn't finish the last calls. I finished. I just went home. I was like, hey, if there's nobody there, I don't hit that at all. No, no, not a chance. I've got a <clears throat> I've got another good story, golfing story. Me and Danny were together playing at again at Lambert Acres. And uh Christian you ever played at Lambert Acres? Oh yeah. Yeah, they'll they'll pretty much let doesn't matter what you look like or how you've dressed. They're letting you know you pay your 35 bucks, you're getting to play. So me and Danny are playing. And I'm playing, I'm absolutely playing the round of my life. Okay. I shoot a 78 that day. Like I've never broken 80 before and I haven't broken 80 since. 
This is probably what Danny probably five years ago. Yes. Five or six years ago, yeah. So, you know, I'm playing out of my mind. So these two guys in front of us, they've got a styrofoam cooler on their on their cart. No sleeves, cut off sleeves, cut off blue jean shorts, and they're playing. They let us play through on like 16. Like we've been behind them all day. They let us play through. Finally, let us play through on 16. So we've kind of hit our shots, and we're driving off. And the first guy tees off, and he just duffs it probably 25 yards. So he walks off the front of the tee box with the same club he had and is walking down to get his ball. Like he hit it dead center, but it only goes like 25 yards. His buddy tees his ball up, and me and Danny are both going, there's there's no way this is happening. There's no way. And he tees up, and this guy's still walking down the middle of the fairway, and he absolutely hits a stinger into this guy's back. And I, Shut I, up. I swear. No. I swear, it looked like, and the, and the way this guy acted looked like he got shot. Like arm, like it was like a movie. Like, you know, like the, your arms, fl- like yeah. in the movie, their arms flare out, their knees hit the ground first, and then they fall down. That's exactly. It's like what it a like. slow motion of like one of those movies. Yeah. They're like assassinating everybody, and like, oh yeah, they finally get the final boss, and he drops down, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> this guy, I mean, he screamed bloody murder. I was like, there's no way worse. I'm, I'm like, I'm having the round of my life and this happened in the same day. Like, there's no way this is happening. That's probably my best moment on, on the golf course. And I want to say that was the same. Was it the same group that tried to get a birdie? Uh, was that a different? From, from like 100 yards out? So, yeah, that was like, it was probably like 300. And it was a short par four. 300. Yeah for and they yanked the first one like not even kind of like what the first what that one was just right off the tee second one like went up you know in about midway in the fair they probably got about 130 140 yards of course we we're on the ones next so we hear them so being a par four he's on his third shot and he goes is this my birdie shot <laughs> and i want to look over and be like my dude if you can birdie that after <laughs> off the box uh, yeah. we're gonna have some words here because yeah. like, that my birdie shot i think those same same two guys when they let us pass we're like we had to wait for another group on 17 so we're on like behind 16 green and this guy's already got hit in the back and he's probably same guy's probably like 40 yards out and he's like yeah i'm close billy what what should what do you got what are you hitting and he's billy's like i'm like I'm hitting a five iron and he's 40 yards out. So, I mean, if, I mean, if he gets a hold of it, it's going me and Danny, like immediately we're like, get behind the tree behind the golf cart. And he, of course he hits one through the, through the green right at where, right where we were. So I'm like, thank God we moved. <laughs> Lots of golf stories. Absolutely. Yeah. Moving, moving on final four, a little final four recap. Of course, Yukon dominated their run. Christian, you asked, is this the most dominant run ever? I mean, what was the lowest What was the lowest point total they won by? It was like 15. 13, 14, 13 I think. 13? Yeah, it's either 13 or 15. 13, like 13, Yeah, the national championship was 13. Yeah. yeah. They that beat Gonzaga by 20-something, right? Or did it end up being 15 or something? By 28? Is that right? Am I doing that right? Am right in my head? Yeah. Yeah, twenty-eight. They beat the the one the game before that. They won by twenty, twenty-two or something. 
I mean, it might it might be the most. Here's amazing. here's the scores. I'll just I'll, I have them all here. It's it's a total yeah. win margin of 103 points. Okay, so 87 to 63. That's 24 point. That was against Iona. 70 to 55. It's obviously 15 points against St. Mary's. 88 to 65. That's 23 points against Arkansas, who had just come off a win against Kansas. Yeah. And then 82 to 54. That's what did I say that was 28. That's that's against Gonzaga, who you know was I think that was that team, a, team like yeah a were they a one seed I can't even remember now. No, they're three seed I think. Okay, and then and the national championship 13 points 72 to 59 against Miami, so a total margin of 103 points. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. I I don't know if I've ever remember somebody just running through the tournament like that. So here's a question for you: Are they a blue blood? We saw that all week. Are they a blue blood? What's what's a blue blood? What do you have to be? I think I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think. I mean, I don't know if they've. I know they've got five national championships since two thousand, right? The five, five, yeah, this is the fifth. Since not since ninety nine, yeah. Ninety nine. They've been uh, a, they've been five, a six final fours. But they've also like since two thousand they've won five national championships. But I think they've also missed the tournament like seven times. They've missed it eight times and missed seven first weekend exits. So fifth. So Last so they either win it or they absolutely are terrible. Yeah. But here's the thing, too. Yeah. Three head coaches have won titles at this school. Yeah. So, like, that's that says a lot about your program. Yeah. Like, your coaches. Because, like, Michigan State's – I mean, they're a borderline blue blood. they got a championship yeah. and they've got a Hall of Fame coach. But I don't know if they're at that level yet. But they've got five championships in 25 years with three different head coaches. That's, that's more like a program. I th- yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I think maybe they're working their way towards Blue Blood, but I, I don't know if they've sustained, you know, over, you know, when I think of Blue Blood, you think of Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky. Uh, you know, those guys have Duke, you know, they have, you know, f- 15 to 20 Final Fours. Like, you know, they may not have those national, as many national championships, but they've that elite success over – the last 50 years, you know, that's, well, that's what I consider a blue blood. I, I wouldn't say that UConn isn't working their way towards that, but um, I, I don't know if I would consider them a blue blood just yet. So when I first heard this question, I said immediately, I thought, no, I thought, I, you know, I don't even, even break down the numbers. I thought, I just, I don't know, but I think I, I'm more, I like the idea of being able to become a blue blood in like our generation or this generation now, versus like holding on to the blue bloods of the past. So like I think about a lot of the it's bigger, it's worse in football, I feel like. Like like there's still a lot of people that consider like Nebraska a blue blood of college football. There's still a lot of people like people consider Michigan a big blue blood. I think someone was saying that they hadn't won a national championship since like nineteen forty or something like that. Forty nine or something. I don't know. Charlie Dykus could probably tell us on that. But it's been a long time, Charlie. Yeah. So I, I think Georgia's last football national championship was 2023, if I don't it, if I'm And also, yeah, that was another thing. Someone, the person I was listening to talking about it was saying that technically by the – if you're if you're taking the, the historical a component of it, right now Georgia's not a blue blood in college football. It's, That's it's, stupid. That makes no sense. That's it's the most insane thing you ever heard. So if yeah. by that logic, I think if you if you're gonna go off that logic, that would mean UConn's not a a, a blue blood. But if you go off just yeah. obvious, what's right in front of you, I feel like you got to make them a blue blood. I mean, I feel like we talked about Villanova just three or four years ago, 
are they a blue blood? And I feel like most people probably said, yeah, I think they're a blue blood now. And they had a fraction of the success that I think they've had three championships since the eighties. Cause they had one in like 85, 84 or something like that. And then they've had two since 99 and we're talking, I mean, you know, five, I, I, think mean, Dan, I think every Dan, four years since 1999, they're in a final four. Yeah. I think what Danny maybe, you know, maybe does let them be a blue butt is that they've, you know, their program has like ten, transcended their coaches. Like Kansas has been good with three or four different coaches. North Carolina has been good with three or four different coaches. Um, kind of yet to be seen with Duke, but I consider Duke a blue butt. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chesky was there for 40 years. Um, you know, UConn has been good with with three different coaches now. So, I mean, maybe maybe they are blue blood because their program. I, I think a, a, once a program kind of like transcends their coach, like yes, yeah, all those teams need good coaches, great recruiting, great players. But like, if you can do it over a span of two, three, four different coaches, then I, you know, I consider you a blue blood. So maybe maybe yeah, UConn maybe is a blue blood. Maybe I'm going back on what I said. I convinced you. You did. You did. <laughs> Before we go into the next topic, are y'all on the um, the Twitter account that's got like our live? It's still showing live. Right. I thought I hit in stream. I just want to make sure it's on there. So are, uh, I can check. I are checking that. Uh, we put I put Don Staley's quote on here after she lost their South Carolina loss to Iowa. Yep, we're, we're still and on the there. Quote, the quote is: "We're not bar fighters. We're not thugs. We're not monkeys. We're not street fighters. So watch what you say when you're in public." And First off, if if that did happen, where somebody was calling her players thugs and monkeys, that's that's absolutely shameful. If if that was the case, not 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 defending that at all. But if we are claiming it, who has said it? Have you guys seen who said this other than the I've, Iowa? I've never seen it. The Iowa never seen it. And referred to the game as it's going to be a bar fight. Something like that. That's that's. I don't think I, she was referring to that in like a bat. I think she just meant like it's going to be super physical and. Right. Yeah. Here's here's my thought on that. If someone of any prominence had said either of those other two things you just said, tomorrow, step aside, Masters coverage. It's that's going to be on the ESPN for 24 hours straight. That's all anyone's going to talk about for the rest of the weekend. Well, I, I kept I kept trying to find you know if if this was said, and if it was. That's absolutely ridiculous that it was said, but I couldn't find anything. I, I think maybe I saw like an extended, like an extended clip, and she and she referred to something like she had like walked by media members and heard them saying it to like their colleagues. Maybe it wasn't something like somebody printed or actually said. Um, all, all I've seen is like, I, I was coached had said that playing again, you know, up leading up to the game playing against them was going to be like getting in a bar fight. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. which is talking about how physical they are. If you guys are coaches yeah. or former coaches, yeah. if if you overheard another coach and saying that going against your team was like going up against a bar fight, would you be mad or would you be like, heck yeah, my boys are tough. I, would I mean be. Well, I feel like I you'd be, be I'd be proud. That. I'd be like heck yeah. 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 I've been yelling at yeah. them all you week. Come right they're soft. I've been saying they're soft all week. Yeah. I'm glad to know that other teams yeah. think they're tough. <laughs> I mean well, yeah. That's a compliment. I mean, that, and that's the only thing that I've heard that's been said. And I imagine if any of the other stuff was said, like I said, it would be national coverage on every single news station and every single sports and network. I wonder, too, if she – obviously they lost and they were out of the tournament, but I wonder if she's kind of using that maybe. Uh, she saw it as an opportunity 
to use it for next year. Like we we talked about Kirby Kirby Smart. Like all those all those players were like, you know, nobody said we could do this. Somebody said we were going to be good. You know, the, all all the players when Georgia won, like they said we wouldn't win five games or whatever. Like I wonder if she's kind of using that in the same way that that Kirby has used like things that other people have said. I wonder if she's just you know a master motivator so. and she's like I'm I'm going to. Maybe this will controversy right now, but it'll it'll maybe it'll it'll fire my kids up for next year. Maybe so. The uh, the women's final four: Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese, Iowa, and, um, yeah, these best players. Uh, of course, there's a lot of scrutiny after the. Uh... This phone's not even working, but uh, Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark, you back, Danny? Yeah, I, I was. Well, you said there's a lot of scrutiny after what? <laughs> a lot of scrutiny after the game on Sunday um, about yeah. what Angel Reese had done to Caitlin Clark. So before we talk about that, let's define what trash talk is first off. So what what do you for trash talk in a in a game? He does the game. What I consider it, or what like what is acceptable? But it's going to lead into this. Like, what do you like when you hear somebody saying like there's trash talk going on in this game? What what do you picture going on? Oh, just like people how bad they are, telling them, you know, if I'm a defensive person, like I'm, you're not scoring on me, I'm locking you up. You know, if I hit a couple threes in a row, probably somebody's going to hear about it. You know, saying just just your normal stuff, stuff that I'm sure every single college player, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's the guys out there that don't talk or girls out there that don't talk but most men I basketball like those dudes talk everybody talks all the time yeah so was what angel reese did was that just trash talk mm. so you're trying to determine between like trash taunting well which one was it maybe so i i think uh, i think a little bit of but yeah i mean i think it's a little I, bit of honestly, like, like you said yeah. go ahead go ahead Bramer. sorry Honestly, didn't see anything really that wrong with it. The only thing I didn't really like is she kind of followed her around a little bit. I, I don't mind the little bit of taunting, um, trash talk, okay. But like, I, I didn't like to follow her around a little bit. But I mean, Caitlin Clark has talked trash. I mean, her own teammates are like she talks trash all the time. Like, she did the you can't see me thing. Um, I know it was a girl's face, but obviously it was directed toward that player. Um, so I, I don't really I don't I, I don't think it's as big a deal as um the man everyone has made it out to be. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a huge deal. I think a couple differences is uh, when I think of trash talk, I usually think of like in game moments, like during the heat of the you, you specifically said during the heat of the game, um and the, and uh, Reese's wasn't really it was like after the game was already pretty much concluded, um you know it, she like. I, a couple things on like the following her, her around Caitlin Clark around. I didn't understand why she followed around for like what felt like a full minute, but also I it felt so strange to me. Like it, she she responded to it like like she was pissed off at Caitlin Clark for like disrespect and and like they talked yeah. about how they thought it was disrespectful that she wasn't guarding uh, that certain player from South Carolina at the yeah, uh, around the, the perimeter. And I just don't get why she was so specifically being targeted to be mad. Why are they mad at her? I don't, that's, that was my whole thing. It's like, I was, if you're mad, that was part of the game plan. Like, I don't, yeah. I mean, if you're mad, if you're mad at what people have been calling you, you're mad at the media. 
I mean, Caitlin Clark yeah. has never said anything. I, I, I don't know. It felt like she was like their scapegoat to show, and maybe that was their way of getting back at the media because they knew that all eyes were on Caitlin Clark. So I didn't have a problem with it. I just thought it was – I thought yeah. it was a little bit extra. I thought it it almost diminished their moment a little bit. Like, yeah. I don't know, do it for five seconds so, and then go yeah. celebrate your team. Don't follow her around like you're – like I you're, think, you know. And I'm sure Angel Reese did, didn't mean to – negatively but like like you said i think it diminished celebration a little bit because um i don't think she purposely brought negative attention to herself or to her team that's ended up what happening and instead of people talking about how great they played and i mean that the one girl coming off the bitch bench carson or whatever her name was the with the blonde hair had a fun like she had yeah. 22 points in the first half like like nobody's talking about that stuff. they're all talking about nope. angel reese did to Kayla at the end of the game like that's what everybody's talking about so i think it, i think you're right i think it did diminish their um their celebration a little bit yeah. did you think that did you think what caitlin clark did to the south carolina girl waving her off and letting her shoot was as disrespectful as angel reese made that out to be no i don't think so like that was part of the game plan like this girl can't yeah. shoot i'm not I don't, I'm, I'm more worried about these cutters yeah they've got but yeah she like that that she used that to fuel her whole game South carolina, yeah south carolina has three girls that are the female equivalent of shaquille o'neal on their team so yeah she's yeah. gonna she's gonna crowd the paint and she also doesn't play great defense so caitlin yeah. clark trying to go guard a quick guard who can't shoot but is quick and can drive and can dish to her three sense, yeah. you know, why would she do that i mean was it yeah. was it extreme to get that far back yeah but i mean you do it once if the girl shoots a three and drains it, it doesn't happen again. But the girl never even took a three. So if you can get that far back into the defense and it be yeah. legal and not getting, you know, why wouldn't you do it? I mean, they won the game. Yeah. And Caitlin Clark's a defensive liability to an extent. So, I mean, that that way she can at least crowd the paint and be a body because she's yeah. not great defensively. I mean, that, that's all I think, people I think too, it was weird. Like, we've, we've talked about it on here, too, like uh, people pulling for, like, SEC teams when their team, you know, their team's not in it. It's, it's almost like what Angel Reese did. Like you're not, you know, she said that in the interview. Yeah. Like those, those are those are SEC. You know, that's our SEC team. You know, we're we're in the SEC with them. We're going to defend them. Like you would never hear like Stetson Bennett say, you know, no. Bryce Young. You see, I'm going to defend him. That would never happen. Never happen. Kim Mulkey and before the game, same thing. She's talking about. She said, "Let's just, you know, before after they had advanced." To the national mm. championship and and the the Iowa uh, South Carolina game hadn't happened. She's like, can we just take a moment? She literally said, I think the, verbatim, can we just take a moment to appreciate that there's going to be two SEC schools in the national championship? And she, you know, she said, she, you know, said, oh yeah, you know, I know the other game hasn't happened yet, but you know, we know South Carolina is going to be there. You know, I just this this pride of your conference thing, which we've talked about yeah. in the previous episodes. I don't understand it, but it's yeah. like it. That was the drive of their. Their hatred and trash talk. I would be another SEC team. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, you know, I, I'm sure LSU wanted revenge and wanted to beat South Carolina, and that yeah. makes sense. But I mean, you got to, you got to arguably, you know, a, a better matchup for sure. I don't know about an easier matchup, but they match up mm -hmm. better with Iowa than they do with South Carolina. Absolutely. You know, yeah. which is evident by the fact they beat them by 15 and lost to South Carolina by 20 early in the season. They should have yeah. been thanking Iowa for not letting, allowing them to play South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I feel like Angel Reese could have been like a big name, and she she still will be in the big name. I just feel like she could have been like 
maybe not to the level of Caitlin Clark because of what she's doing. It's never been seen before, but I feel like we could be talking about Angel Reese in a completely different light if she hadn't have gone so extreme with that. And instead of just yeah. taking the, the trash talk and the underdog, whatever role, she just said, yeah, my team was better. We won, you know, we're the champions. Like, yeah, yep, yep. you're right. Why did, why not take that? I don't know. That's, I think, I, I mean, and Caitlin out. Clark just came out and said like, she didn't think anything of it. She really like doesn't have any problem with it. So, I mean, like you said, I think it diminished their celebration just because probably didn't purpose try to bring negative attention to her team, but she did, you know, just with, just with the media. I think that, I think by Clark saying that, that diminishes the act in itself because it was all meant to get her goat. And she just said, I didn't phase me at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I, yeah. So it was almost like all that was, you know, not worth it. No. Yeah. All right, Major League Baseball started back this past week. Braves are currently five and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are they're losing now, right now, to the Padres. You, know, so you can't you can't win them all. I mean, we could we can hope for one fifty five and seven towards the end of the yeah. year. That's what, um, that's what I'm that's shooting for. A pretty good. Um, so uh, a lot, I've had a lot of people <coughs> talk about Braves baseball and say, oh, "Well, it's tied six tied six to six now." Boom! It was just now six. Um, so a lot of people say, Hey, Brazier, they've lost everybody. They've lost Freeman left and Swanson left because they didn't lose everybody. They, they are no. top to bottom in their lineup. And I yeah. think that Vaughn is going to be up later on in the year. I think he's going to be killing it too. Absolutely. I think about the Braves and uh, you have Valley sports on here. I know you want to talk about that for a second. So it yeah, just, uh, just, uh, I know Valley sports has gone bankrupt, but like, they're still obviously broadcasting games. Um, and we've talked about – I think last week we talked about the uh, the pitch count and the, the change of those rules and um, them trying to make baseball more popular with the younger generation. How about we let uh, the younger generation watch baseball? How about that? How about we not black out every single game in your region? Um, about uh, Bally, Bally Sports, I think, maybe comes to some deals with some of these – service providers like you know charter and dish network and direct tv and youtube tv and how about I, I would say if you let people watch the game the viewership would go up and you probably make more money if more from the game that makes sense how sports how in this day and age can you not say like simplify it and say i want to watch the braves i'll pay 15 dollars a month to watch every braves game like how how can that how's it not a thing right now on how, how's that how's that because rob manfred's an absolute moron yeah commissioner of baseball's a, a dummy so instead of instead of like not in his inner circle not go hey rob i i, I got the solution here we're blocking out every game in atlanta for people that want to watch braves baseball or we're blocking out Braves baseball. I mean, Braves baseball is regional. Like, there. What's the closest team outside of Bra- outside the Braves? Cincinnati, I guess, is probably the closest. Yeah, but there's no. I mean, there's no team in Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi, uh, Louisiana. I mean, it is the Southeast. Like, you can't black out those games. Like, you can, but you're gonna lose. I mean, you're gonna. Baseball is going to keep losing popular popularity. Here's, here's a here's a good example to to contrast of what you, what it could look like is obviously I'm a Texas football fan and I occasionally watch other Texas sports as well. 
Uh, and mm-hmm. obviously, with this being the Southeast, you know, if they're not on national coverage, a lot of times I, I'm not able to watch it on just general, you know, TV. I pay five dollars a month, four ninety nine a month for, for full access network. to the Longhorn Network. Yeah, four ninety nine a month I pay, and I can watch. Yeah. I could watch. Anything. I could go watch a swim meet later on tonight if I wanted to. I, I, matter, I, much long, anything. I, I wonder how much the long the Longhorn Network is. It's probably a billion dollars. It's a, it's a lot because it's yeah. You know, I mean, like, it's, Molly Sports successful. could have not gone bankrupt if they'd have just done what Danny said. Like, all right, for Braves baseball, ten fifty, you can watch anyone you want. Or there could be a package. Like, if you like watching the Braves and the Cubs and the Yankees, like, all right, you pick three teams and you for twenty bucks a month or fifteen bucks a month, you can watch any of these. Or mm. you could buy like the the league package, like um, they do for uh, NFL. What's it called on Directv? What's YouTube just bought? You can watch any NFL game. I can't remember what it's called. NFL ticket, I think is what it's called. Yeah. You go MLB ticket, and you can watch any MLB game, and it's $40 a month or something. Why have they not done that? Like they said, why have they not? Why in this day, it's 2023, why have they not done that? Because they're stupid. Answer <laughs> <laughs> your own question. It's yeah. uh, a rhetorical question. Power. Uh, last topic before we get into our starting five picks: NBA playoffs and load management. Okay, eighty-two games in an in an NBA season, and we've got people like Kawhi Leonard, who will go one game and he'll play a quarter and have an injury. I, I put injury in quotation marks, and then he'll go against you know the Lakers and play forty-three minutes two nights later, and they'll be beating them by twenty-five points. Like what is if I'm if I'm a if I'm an NBA fan going to these games to watch these guys, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. I mean, you pay uh, who's going to play? You take a family of four to the Clippers games, and it costs you four hundred dollars, you know, hundred dollars a ticket to get in, and then their best player doesn't play, and he doesn't play for mm. out of eighty-two games, he plays fifty games out of eighty-two. Like that's ridiculous. They just need that. They said, they said Joel, Joel Embiid, I think, could be the MVP. Like, I think he's one of the favorites to be the MVP. And he could – he's played in, like, 55 games. It could be the lowest game total ever for a, an MVP. We we talked about, I think, on the last episode maybe or the one before that, how we how we think it might be a good idea to look into shorten the season, but that they may never do it because of money. I think the yeah. solution that they've come up with, which is not shortening the season – is limiting the all NBA awards to where you can only miss. I think I think it was only fifteen games. So if you yeah. miss more than fifteen games, you can't get those awards. And and some people may say, well, who cares? It has like a, well, those those like you, if you don't make an all NBA team, you can't get the super max deals. So like that's always yeah. a big deal. You you can you know you get the max deals to a certain extent, but the super max you have to have made an all NBA team the year before. before and and a lot of those guys care about their legacy too. Like yep. making all NBA teams and yeah. having those. Yeah. How many times MVPs when you're and, arguing between two players, do you say, yeah. well, he's got, he's got more all NBA teams. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That hurts their legacy for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it's been a probably a month since I looked at it, but I think Jordan, like he played, I mean, I know obviously he didn't play as long as like LeBron and some of those guys, but yeah. he's, I think there was like maybe in that, and that's, Two three peats. I think there's like two years where he didn't play every single game. Yeah, two years where he didn't play every single game. And those get those, like, obviously those totals done. are like seventy eight and seventy nine. I think too. 
It's, yeah, the, yeah. It's, it's not it's like insane. he missed twenty games. Yeah, yeah. He missed like two games. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I think he's always said like I think he's always said like I, you know these there are people out there that pay. It might be the only time they ever get to watch me play. Watch. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna play. Yep. Just the term load management, anyways. I mean, what's the max number of games an NBA team plays? It's, it's like three. Uh, so you yeah, four days not to then, play that week. And these guys, I mean, have you ever heard of like some of their practice? Their practice is like 45 minutes long. Yeah, they're yeah. Just, like, there's there's very few NBA coaches because we I've, I've I don't know if you guys listen to like JJ Reddick's podcast, but apparently it's like Stan Van Gundy was like a yeah just a a turd to them and practiced like two hours no matter what, and it was tough and difficult, but. Like JJ said, every other team he's ever been on, like once they get into the season, they're like forty-five minute practices. Like they don't even have walkthroughs. Like these guys are so like in tune to what's going on in the game. Like they don't they don't need, you know, they don't need all that. They're so in shape. Yeah. Like so they're they're playing three games and practicing like forty-five minutes a day on off days. They're the best athletes. Like they can those guys. They can play three Go ahead. games a week. They're the best athletes in the world. Yeah. They can play three absolutely. Games a week and- Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's 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 funny we talk about like a lot of the arguments. Uh, this is this actually just came kind of into my head, but like a lot of the arguments, especially when you're talking about trying to compare, like I mean, obviously the big ones, the go discussion between Jordan and LeBron. But anytime you're comparing players, the big argument for LeBron or anyone in this generation is, well, they're just better athletes. They're just better yeah. athletes. They're they're just better athletes. That's every single time you hear that. I think I mean they can't even play. 60 games yeah, and they're better athletes. Yeah. I mean, don't get wrong, they're taking, they yeah, don't get wrong, they're taking advantage of the system. You know, if it came down to they yeah. had to play or, or quit, they would play. But if they're better athletes, why aren't they playing? You know, because their their defense of it isn't, well, we're taking advantage of the system. It's, well, it's because it's hard on our bodies, you know, like LeBron, you know, I'm, can't play as long, can't mean play as yeah, many years. I mean, I just saw today where LeBron was complaining about they lost the Clippers, you know, which is a big, big deal for their seeding. And he was saying how, yeah, it's just one of those things where the scheduling with the back-to-back road games, the second that yeah, back-to-back road game arena. was the same arena. I said, I said, homeboy's <laughs> complaining about, about a road game five minutes from his house in his own arena. It's like, what? I mean, I yeah. get it. The fans are still an aspect, but it's – In the building. Do what? He's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, same belt. Yeah, it's crazy. Like and the that. other, the other, the game before that was was uh, Utah, which is a two hour. They said it was like a two hour flight to to LA. So he, he's complaining about a two hour flight. You know. Yeah, it wasn't like they played in Atlanta, then played in Denver, yeah. and then they're back to you know they're back to back was Denver, Utah, or something. Yeah. You know, could have taken more time to drive to to the arena with traffic and in, in LA rush <laughs> than it did to fly from Utah. Fly to Utah. Yeah. All right, last. Yeah, I just don't get. The, I just don't get the the whole load. You know, I, I just don't understand. Like, I mean, these guys are still getting paid full. Like, they're getting paid eighty two games. Like, Kawhi's playing fifty games, but getting paid for well, he's playing just a little bit over half the games and getting paid for. Yeah, I mean, I know everybody gets sick days, but you don't get. I mean, it's a little bit different than. Yeah, we need to implement load management in my work. I think is what I'm gonna. That's what I've what I've <laughs> gathered from this. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. All right, last segment. Uh, we are going to do a little bit different than the draft this time. Uh, we're going to pick each other's uh, all-time starting five for the colleges that we cheer for, but we're omitting three players a person. So for those listening, 
I'm taking away J.J. Reddick, Christian Leitner, and Zion Williamson. So Christian and Emory cannot use those three. <coughs> oh, you took and away Reddick? I did. Crap, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the three again, Danny? Uh, I'm just double-checking. You can't use J.J., you can't use Leitner, and you can't use Zion. Okay, all right, that's who I thought. All right. So I think what we'll do is for you two, why don't you, t- mm-hmm. Christian, you give me your Duke starting five, and Emory, you give me yours, and then I'll had, and okay. see how we compare. So uh, well, I, did, I, did, okay. I didn't make one for for my own. I, I, that's right. You can do it in your head. Yeah, I was right. to say. I guess I can. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'll I'll go first with Duke. Okay. Uh, this is my all time. Uh, I guess Duke starting five without those three guys. And one of those guys, I don't think I would have put in there anyway. I, I don't think I would have picked Zion anyway. I don't. He's probably all time because he's a he's a one and done. So, um, and we lose. Yeah, maybe we, we lost him. Yeah. So you said you didn't think he's an all time because he's a one and done guy. Is that what you're you there, Danny? I don't think he's there. What's well, Are you there? You there? You there? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so Yeah, so I want to pick Zion anyway, Christian, cuz I don't he's, to me he's a he's a one and done guy, which it's not to say that I couldn't pick, couldn't pick a one and done guy, but uh Danny, can you hear? Me? I'm back. Yep. So you were I saying, was trying to explain why I put Zion on there. I, I I'm keep all time guy because he's the one and done. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All um, right. So I think that he's just an incredible player. Anybody would have yeah. put him on there, I think. So I just want yeah. to put him recently. Okay. So here's here's my all time. Uh, I point guard. We had to pick. So I don't think you smell. We had to pick a point guard and a center, and then the other three were like interchangeable guys. Yeah. So my point guard, Jay Williams. I think uh, National Player of the Year. Um, I think he's the best point guard, in my opinion, um, to to go through Duke, and that's including and me, that's including Kyrie Irving. We also did not research anybody's yeah. teams; like we just straight off of straight memory. Yeah, who we think. so. Uh, we, that's we didn't research anything, so we're gonna miss some. people. Yeah, we're gonna miss probably. some people. Yeah. We're definitely gonna miss some people. So. I picked Jay Williams, Jason Williams, as he was called at Duke. Um, I think he's the best point guard, including – if you're going by legacy at Duke, he's the best point guard, in my opinion, to play at Duke. That's including Steve Wojciechowski and Kyrie Irving. Okay, so that was my point guard. Uh, I'm going for center next. Um, center, I'm going with Carlos Boozer. <clears throat> uh, absolute bruiser down low. And did won a national championship, I'm pretty sure. Is that right, Danny? Was he on that 2001 team? Uh, yes. Great. All right, my next, uh, my next guys. I'm going to Grant Hill. Um, made the pass to Leitner against Kentucky. Uh, I'm also going. The only thing he's known for. Yeah, he's known for more than that. He's pretty dang good. Um, and would have been a phenomenal NBA player if he didn't absolutely destroy his ankle. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also going that. I'm going to play Grant at the two, okay? And I'm going to play – I was going to go with a different guy, but I think Christian's going to pick him. So, I'm going to go with – I'm going a little bit different route. I'm going to go Mike Dunleavy Jr. 
at the three. Little shooting, 6'10 shooter. Played several years in the NBA. And then my four is going to be uh, from Alaska, Shane Battier. He is not from Alaska. Is he not? From Michigan. Oh. I know there's another guy from Alaska. I thought Shane was too for some reason. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk about him in a minute. But yeah, a pretty good starting five right there. Yeah, pretty solid starting five. I think all those guys won a national championship at Duke. Repeat yours real quick. I was writing down my Tennessee list. I want to make sure. Uh, I, I got how much. I got Jay Williams at point. You can pick Gre- the same. Yeah, you can pick the same. I know. Guys. I know. I'm, I'm just curious how much overlap we're gonna have. Yeah. If, I if, I, if I wasn't able to pick the same guys, I wouldn't be able to come up with enough guys. So that's 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 okay. Uh, Jay Jay Williams at point. Grant Hill at the two. Mike Dunleavy Jr. at the three. Shane Battier at the four. Carlos Boozer at the five. Okay, so we really only have. I think we only have two overlaps. On, I changed. On I changed one guy, which I think you have. So here, here's mine. So definitely didn't think of Jay Williams. So for my point guard, I've got Bobby Hurley. I don't know. Jay Williams even, is better. He's he arguably a lot better. But yeah. Bobby Hurley is this is this is zero research. So this is yeah. off memory. Yeah. And also, I th- I made my list a little bit off of favoritism too, and guys that I like. I yeah, love. Like I, I didn't watch him when he was in school, but I've seen his little like. ESPN short 30 for 30 thing. So he's really cool. Uh, my two, I've got Grant Hill. It just seems like an easy, obvious one. Three, I've got Shane Battier. Four, this one may be a little bit of a surprise one, but he was, when I was younger, he was a, he was a stud. I've got Kyle Singler at the four. Not bad. And then five, I've got Elton Brand. And I think he was a oh, center, right? I forgot about Elton Brand. Is he a center? Yeah. Like an actual true center? Yeah. Okay. I think okay, he's a good. power forward, but he played center, right? Okay. Okay. Power, power, he, power forward in the NBA, center in. Okay. Center All in right. So I, I didn't know Elton if that was going to be a, that was gonna be a little bit of a There's a couple there, guys. But... I, I, I thought you might have Jason Tatum. That was who one of the guys that I had on there. I, I thought about it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a big Tatum guy. And he was, he was yeah. one of the one and dones too. And I don't know. I, I, it's kind of hard not to go with the yeah. like Battier and Grant Hill and right there in the middle. I mean those. So before, guys, before you tell your Sandy, I'm going to tell a couple of guys that I would have I thought about putting on there. Wojciechowski, I liked Wojciechowski. Is one of my favorite. If if I had to pick a favorite Duke player, he was he would have been up there. Um, Corey Maggette. Ooh, I didn't I thought he was. Him. Corey Maggette was a good one. Uh, there was one more I was thinking hey, of. Um, I played his freshman year. Yeah, but he was an absolute freak of an athlete. Uh, Dante Jones, another one. That was a pretty good guy. Warren's first transfers Duke ever took. And then um, Dylan Williams. Yeah. So I'll tell you who I had. And I also had a uh, – Chris Duhon. I forgot about Chris Duhon. I had a second 5-2. So my point yeah. guard was because he had two national champions. And who was I, your point guard? Jay Williams? No, Hurley. Hurley. And I've got Williams as like my second team over here. So my one B, one A, one B. The one guy is my. I picked a true shooting guard who is from Alaska, Trajan Langdon. Trajan Langdon, my, yeah. I oh, yeah. Him. And then we're gonna love this as my second shooting guard, Grayson Allen, because he didn't no, have a national. Hate that guy. Hate that guy. So I have Hurley Langdon, and I do have Grant Hill as my three, Battier as my four, and I have Sheldon Williams as my five. I like Carlos Boozer, Brendan Sheldon. Yeah, I've got Boozer as other center. Elton Brand was a good one, though. Elton Brand I've was a really good one. For Brandon Battier. And I only picked yeah. Battier because Brand was there for two years and didn't win a national championship, and Battier did, and he won player of the year twice. Yeah. 
And then I have Dunleavy as my other three. So we didn't do too bad. No, no, y'all did pretty good. Um, I exploded with Kyle Singler too on one of those picks, but I had, there's so many, there's so many new players. Yeah. I was like, I gotta pick one of these like lanky, like white ugly, guys. ugly, ugly basketball playing white guy, big guys that Duke's had over you the did, years. You didn't this, pick uh, Shavlik Randolph. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I'll tell you what. This actually brings me to an idea. We should pick the worst or the ones we hate. Ooh. Oh, we should. Yeah, that should be a good pick, one. Ooh, I yeah. Players that I do not like. That played for Duke that that were like prominent players. And I'm no. like, I'm glad that guy's gone. I can name two, right? I can name three. Don't name them yet. We're all, all, they, all, they all just left in the transfer portal, Emory. Yeah, <laughs> no, they didn't. All right. Um, so let's do uh, let's do Tennessee this time. All right. Okay. Uh, Emory, since you went first, I'm going to go first on this one. All right. Um, so first off, my point guard for Tennessee. Oh, here we we got a name. We got to name my the ones I yeah. So yeah. my three, my three that you're not allowed to pick, were which were the obvious ones, arguably. I think the record you said you had the same ones were uh, Lofton, Bernard King, and Grant Williams. Yeah. So arguably yeah. the most, some of the most talented, also some of the big fan favorites. So those were off the board. Yeah. You cannot pick those, which yeah, made well, made the point guard position a tough pick. So on the point guard. Absolutely. I, I was trying to. I was kind of torn between one of the guys early on, kind of when I went to school there, and then a, a newer guy. And I picked Candy Chandler as the point guard. Wow, solid thing. Uh, so I, I'm not going to say who I was going to pick. I'll see if Emory picks it. Mm-hmm. Allen Houston is the two. I think that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. You picked two. I missed that. Allen, Allen Houston. Yeah. Ernie Grunfeld as the three. Mm-hmm. I was real confident in those first three, but then the four and five, mm-hmm. I was on. I picked Admiral as my four, mm. and I didn't know about the fifth one. I was trying to, I was trying to think of a lot of centers for Tennessee. I couldn't think of a ton, so I picked Chisholm, Wayne Chisholm, as my five. And I don't even know if he really was a five. I think he was more yeah, like yeah, it's like a stretch four kind of, but he played yeah. the, like defensively. He played the five. Another yeah. great. The only one I could think of there was a guy in the nineties, and I can't think of who it is now. Victor something. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. Tennessee was hard. I mean, just because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they've had some really, really good players, but never like – none of those players are ever like together. No. Yeah. no like, they're so stretched out. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not like, I mean, no offense to Tennessee. Like, it's not like a Carolina or Duke where like all – you can – like there's just a bunch of players together that are really good. Like they're just yeah. so – they have, like every 10 years they've had a guy that's an All-American that's really, really good. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of hard. I have three of the same ones. So, but I, for my point guard, I picked I picked Tony White, who's arguably I think he was an All American. So I, the other one I was thinking of was CJ Watson. CJ Watson was good. Oh yeah, yeah I, I didn't yeah. think of him. That's funny. Yeah. So Tony White, um, my center was also Wayne Chisholm because I, I I mean I just can't think of a dominant. I almost picked Kevin Nash just out of a <laughs> just for fun, but uh, when when I was trying to think of like just Bruce Pearl's teams and some of the but I was thinking like Major Wingate. Duke Cruz, like I feel like Wayne Chisholm's the best out of that, like that crew of guys that came through. Yeah. Um, Ernie Grunfeld, Allen Houston, and then the guy, one guy I didn't pick, I picked that you didn't was Dell Ellis. Yeah, who was who was a pretty pretty solid NBA player. I think he played with the Pacers for a while. Reggie Miller, Bucks, I believe too. Bucks, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, Tennessee was a tough one, so. Yeah. Christian, who did Jeff put on there? Yeah, 
So uh, I, I had Wayne Chisholm as my center. So that was the, I think that was one of the only, really the only overlap. Well, and Alan, I had Alan Houston as well. So Wayne Chisholm was my center. I had Alan Houston at the two. So that was mostly overlap there. Uh, my one was actually, and I picked this, it's a little bit of relative, you know, recency bias, but also this guy was probably one of the most underrated pieces on his team. And because he was overshadowed, he he never really got the credit for how well he kind of ran the offense. I'm going to go with Jordan Bone. So yeah. dude was a stud. I mean, he put up points when they needed it. Like when they were in cold streaks or they weren't scoring, he was always getting buckets and he literally ran the offense. I mean, he was a true point guard. I mean, there, there was games he could break 15, but then there was games where he'd have four points and he'd have 15 assists. And then for my two, I said two is out in Houston. Like I said, my three, I think is going to be uh, no one, no one's mentioned him yet. Uh, another guy that was overshadowed who was one of my favorites uh, when I was real young is uh, Juwan Smith who played alongside Chris Lofton. Yeah. So I, he, he's better at two. He's really short. I thought about uh, Jordan McRae, too. McRae's in my, my – he's in my – I was cycling between those two specifically. He's literally on the top of my, my secondary list. Um, and so then my four, who another guy you guys didn't mention, I bypassed uh, Schofield, Ernie, all those guys, even John L. Stokes, who's, who was a big guy. Yeah. I had Tyler Smith who was one of the biggest wasted talents ever. Like he was a first team all American. Then got called guns. Yep. He was literally a first team. I can't even remember many times other than I, I know Grant Williams. I don't even think Chris Lofton was ever a first team all American. I mean, he was always one of the, you know, well, most well known guys in the country, but I don't even think he was ever a first team all American. So my, then my backups, like you said, I had McCray, obviously Ernie Grunfeld, I had Schofield and I had Stokes sitting on a, as my backups there. Other one that I well, I thought about picking was Tobias Harris. Oh gosh, mm. how do we lift Tobias Harris off? Yeah, he, well, I, he's the one and done guy. Yeah, he peaked. He peaked immediately after though. He, you could argue most of those guys had better college careers. Yeah. All right. Well, Carolina is the next one. Christian, you can go first on this one. Oh, this one's this one's the one I'm least confident in. I, really? I, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm definitely least confident in this one. I just I, I couldn't think of and so you named, three guys. Three guys I said was Jordan, Hansbro, and Vince Carter. Can't yeah. name those three guys. So for my point guard, this one was pretty tough, but he was just a guy that was really good and played for a while, had an NBA career when I was younger with the Hansbro teams. I'm gonna pick Ty Lawson. Just solid one. He, solid he was, I think he was pretty underrated when he was there. Obviously, all the eyes were on Hansbro, but I mean, dude put up crazy stat lines. He was very good. His NBA career would have been longer if he wasn't, you know, a little so bit of too. But yeah. <laughs> and then uh, for my two, and mine's a little all over the place with uh, with these with these uh, these. Or I'll go. I'll give you my center too. I guess we have to pick a yeah. true center. So I'm pretty. I'm almost positive this guy was a true center. But Brandon Haywood's my center. Yeah. Okay. So that's my one and my five. I'm probably. I'm gonna be. I guarantee. I'm gonna miss the most swings and misses on your on yours, Emory versus Duke. Yeah. On guys, I'm going to be missing here, but um, for two, three, and four, I've got Stackhouse and I've got James Worthy. I guess you either way, how you, yeah, however you want to. I almost forgot about James Worthy until like the last yeah. second. So, uh, just so you know, he the guy that I had on my list before I remember him, luckily, was literally Danny Green. Who I mean, he Danny had, Green was solid, he's, he's he not bad, national, but national championship. Should, yeah, but he probably shouldn't be on this list. But probably not. I'm glad probably I came not. up with someone else. And then for my four, I'll go Antoine Jameson. That's a solid list. That's solid. I know right. I'm missing guys, so I'm curious to hear yeah, who Rucker has. 
All right. So I actually uh, picked a recent point guard. I picked Marcus Page. I thought uh, about that. Talked about him in the uh, on one of those last episodes where that was when we were picking the best March Madness yeah. moment. He was just he, I believe he won a national championship. Is that correct, Emory? Was he on the national championship mm, team? Yes. Yes. Okay. He was on the yeah, I'm pretty sure he was on the the next year. Yeah. So I picked him as my one and I picked as my five, Sean May as the five. Solid one. Wow. Um, Sean May, solid. <laughs> He was a national player of the year. Can't I don't know if he won it. I think he was a candidate. Yeah, and my four is kind of a five. I picked Baycott just because of the numbers. Armando Baycott, up. yeah. Wow. Then my two and three is I don't I think it's inarguably two of the and two of the better players. One of the ones that Christian had. I have Stackhouse as my two mm-hmm. and Jameson as my three. Anton Jameson, yeah. So some guys you missed point guards wise. Uh, probably the best guy that ever played there was Phil Ford. Like he was Mr. Assist. He played when he's played in the eighties. Um, so obviously didn't get to watch him play, but Phil Ford, probably my favorite point guard that ever played at Carolina is Kendall Marshall. Ooh, I, I, can't, uh, I can't think of Kendall, Kendall, Kendall. I can't think yeah, of Kendall, Kendall Marshall. Um, I also, Ty Lawson was up there, uh, Raymond Felton, also a really good point guard. Oh, I Carolina. forgot about Raymond Felton. Another, another fat guy. He actually, yeah, he's another. <laughs> didn't we actually send a picture of him? Somebody yeah, he, it was someone said, "Look at Raymond Felton now," and I said, "I said, look at that. He's, he hasn't gained a single pound since his playing days." Raymond Felton. Uh, actually, got recruited at Carolina. It just came like it's been out for a little bit, but recruited over Chris Paul basically at, at Carolina. Raymond Felton was. That's how good he was in high school and, and college. Oh. So. Um, so, but my favorite point guard, if I if I had to pick a point guard, it'd be Kendall Marshall. Wow! And I think if he doesn't break his hand in that NCAA tournament, then yeah. he has a national championship as well. Uh, two guards, uh, obviously. I mean, you could go, uh, like I said, Vince Carter was, but he's not on the list. Uh, Wayne Ellington is probably my favorite oh, two crap. guard. That was I too. Wayne Ellington played. He has a national championship. Played quite a year, quite a bit. It would it would have been Rashad McCants, but he's he's the one that got the ball started on the whole uh, academic scandal at Carolina. Rashad McCants. He's basically ostracized at Carolina. And nobody, no, none of those Carolina guys talk to him anymore. But Rashad McCants was a great two guard. Uh, threes. Anton Jameson. Um, I mean, that's Jerry Stackhouse. Those two are obviously the best at at that position. Um, fours. Um, like Carolina, like the four and five for the longest time could just kind of be interchangeable. There's like no stretch for it. They just play two bigs. So, uh, Bryce Johnson's one of the, uh, like probably my favorite Bryce Johnson. Whatever happened to him? Was, he's he, still playing the NBA. Yeah. Is he? Okay. I think he's a backup NBA. Uh, Brendan Wright, who's from Tennessee, uh, was really good. Brendan Hayward was a good one. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, there's one more I'm missing. Uh, who played oh, alongside? Uh, uh, who played alongside uh, Hansbro? Who's the other big guy they had? Uh, they had a guy. I can't think of his name right now. I just lost it. Because that was uh, Isaiah Hicks was played. Was I don't remember Isaiah Hicks? Like he made some big shots. Luke bigger, May. Bigger. Luke, oh, May's yeah, a Luke big May. Enough, a big. You know, they also had yeah. Cody Zeller. I think right is Cody right? Zeller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right after. No, uh, Tyler Zeller. Cody Zeller Tyler. went to. Indiana, Austin Rivers hit the shot over. That's who we, we missed another Austin Rivers at Duke. Yeah. Uh, Austin Rivers hit it. 
Yeah. There's a shot over Tyler Zeller to win a game. And me and Daniel were watching that together. That was painful. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Christian, who did you say two in the three? I had Lawson, Jamison, Haywood. Who did you say again? Uh, I had Lawson. I had uh, Stackhouse, Jamison, Worthy, and Haywood. Stackhouse and Worthy. You had Worthy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so kind of good players on, on all those teams. So that's pretty fun. Yeah. I think we should do, like, the worst players. Yeah, who hated the most. Well, I think I, we've watched all watch the worst or who we hated the most. Like, I, I've got – I mean, I could come up with a list of Tennessee guys for sure. Yeah, kind of two different <laughs> ones. Yeah. I think I would – like, I know who I hated the worst as, like, the worst ones more than I know, like, who the worst ones for Tennessee and who – uh, Who you, like, hated on your team – the most. Yeah, like I was yeah. ready for them to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's good. Can, I'm already thinking of guys. I got it. Yeah, I, can do it right, I can do it right now. Well, I could name three. I could name three Duke ones right now that I hated. Well, that's going to end. I bet one, one. I know one for Rucker. Don't spoil anything. Yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, no one for Rucker for sure. It'll be all on episode fifty-two. You guys have anything before we close out? Uh, I don't think so. Don't think we so. will. Uh, we'll, we'll come at you next week on Wednesday instead of Thursday. I do remember one. This is and, for Charlie Dawkins. I Rucker do remember the old <laughs> timeout, 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 timeout. Chris Weber. Sorry, Ben. Technical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Be sure to check us out on all our social media accounts. New TikTok out today, guys. Yeah, new TikTok. Oh, yeah. Very funny. Water, make fun of the water jug guy. He's always got the water jug. So make fun of that. Already got over a thousand views on TikTok in just a couple hours. So a lot of people like it. You'll be TikTok famous pretty soon. Uh-huh. Rucker's only watched it 997 times. <laughs> so. I had to get to a thousand before the, before the night ended. All right, that's going to be all for episode 52. We'll see.